Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. What a show today. I've been able to book Mr. Ariel Tavor, and Ariel is the Managing Director of Lions Financial. And, and this Lions Financial, you have to check them out. We were so impressed at Dotcom Magazine. We've been trying to get Ariel on the show for a number of weeks. He really runs a very important and leading business consulting and advisory firm. It's really incredible what they're able to do. They work with companies all over the world with their four-step sire process, which we're going to get into. And once you hear about this, it's just going to resonate for you. And it's really going to help you in your business just by watching Ariel or Ariel today on the show. Ariel, Thank you so much for coming on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Andy, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I've seen some great videos, entrepreneurs, leaders uh, that have spoken on this show, and it's really an honor to be on this show. I'm humbled by it, and I appreciate you reaching out, and I'm happy to share some ideas today about where Lions Financial is, give some background explain how we have been working through COVID-19, the issues that businesses are facing today, and specialize on the areas of business that are really important coming into our um, upcoming future for the business cycle. And we really hone in on a few key areas that we think businesses, no matter what period of time they're going through, whether they're starting whether they're growing, whether they're downsizing, whether they have to close, whether they're dealing with big issues or small issues, there's some key areas that really tackle their different parts of their business. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how we focus on risk management, business consulting, and capital markets. So it's really a pleasure. Happy to answer any questions you have for me today and uh, looking forward to share some of the insights we've been learning um, I guess, even now on a day-by-day -day basis. I love it, Ariel. And what you're doing is really incredible. I want to get right to it because there's so much to cover. When I get someone on you like the show that's such an expert, I want to get right into it. So let's pull the lens back, first of all, to 30,000 feet and tell us about Lions Financial. Absolutely. So if you're really looking at that big picture, what is Lions Financial doing for you? You're really one, a business right? You're, you're a business. You're the person that's thinking about um, the areas of focus that need to be done. And we specialize in risk management, business consulting, and capital markets. So 
these are areas where we're spending time on enterprise risk management, the things that have to do with the risks of specific industries where our clients are focused on in the different cycles of business that there are. We come from an insurance background, so we focus on very high-level complex insurance design. And also, we're addressing investment risk solutions. There's, this is an unprecedented time, and it's great to see a lot of growth, volatility, but we also need to have some fundamentals in place as well. And when we're thinking about businesses, we're really spending time to give them guidance on business planning. You really need to have some sort of structure, some direction, whether you have a small team, a large team. We specialize in small and medium-sized businesses, so we deal with some of their executive teams. You need to have some cohesive plan in place, whether you're handling it internally, whether we're bridging some of the gaps that are specific to your industry. That business, that business plan and having that infrastructure becomes a crucial uh, component to the business. Now, what's really come about, unfortunately, with the pandemic is you're really dealing with succession issues. This is not just businesses closing. This is people not being able to work anymore. Unfortunately, people have passed away. Leadership has passed away. Succession planning is more crucial than ever today. There's a lot of changing dynamics in different industry. So that has become really a key area that we've been spending our time with transitions, buyout agreements, helping businesses and retaining the key people that they need to continue inside of their next cycle. Unfortunately, we had to deal with a lot of companies that were dealing with the pandemic, downsizing. So who are you keeping inside of this business? We also have this specialty where we're dealing with enterprise technology. We saw that it was really crucial to have technology and that was the future. And this was for a long time. We've internalized it more than become the technology company, but we integrated into our business and understand how important it is for the clients and our team specializes and really having technology as a key leading factor in the direction that we work on internally, but also supporting our clients that are dealing with much larger issues. Yeah, Ariel, that makes all the sense in the world. And that's really great. And you're helping so many companies. Let's hone in a little bit on the big problems that small to medium-sized businesses are seeing right now in their business as we've, as we've gotten through this challenging time and hopefully uh, see, seeing the end of this challenging time of the pandemic. What are some of the big problems, Ariel, that people are coming to you with regard to what's happened in the past, let's say year and a half, and where are they now and how do they need you to solve their problem? So I, I think it's important to look where we try to spend our time and focus on is solutions. So we wanna deal with what is the issue at hand, but what are some strategies that help prevent what is the security that you want to put in place? What is the path that's already there that exists for you to follow? And so I think that looking at it from that perspective, it is important for us to address these surrounding factors that are the companies that we work with that are dealing with. And still the fundamental that I work with is having that business plan. It's really crucial anywhere that you go, a core factor, asset-based loans. We spend a lot of time, especially with mature companies. How do they get financing? Even when you want to do and you own those assets, you still need to show a business plan and show the financials of how you're going to pay for that financing. So when you look at 
areas of business that they're looking at it. We deal with companies that are dealing with mergers and acquisitions. That's a really crucial component. We've been working with companies that have acquired, with those that have been acquired, executives that have been bought out. A lot of contract issues that you're dealing with, a lot of financial products that are interwined from the different companies. So we're dealing with those issues. Sometimes we are coming to mediate from both from a a third party and sometimes we are supporting that company and helping them grow. That is our objective, help the company get through the next stage. We deal with some core issues like executive compensation. How are, even when we're sitting on boards and supporting those companies, how are they going to pay their executives? How, what is the appropriate amount? How much is too much? How much is motivated? What is um, the difference between one that's a family business or one that it has a board of advisors or one that has a successor CEO that comes in? We're working with companies as they're planning for their future where they're thinking about, can we be a company that's going to be venture cap, uh, venture backed and then also get capital and then have a long-term future of IPOs that's brought us into the space of also having our own investment in that area. So it's really, we, we focus and really need to have a deep understanding of the issues that companies are dealing with through these different stages. And so that's where we're working with the, the adoption of the new changes that are happening in the business environment and supporting companies that are really leading the way as well. I love it. It makes all the sense in the world. And we always talk to great entrepreneurs that, always talk about surrounding themselves with talented people, putting together a great team. And also when you need to reach out to experts outside of your company to help you within your company, it's always a great idea to do that. And you've made such a great um, impact in so many companies. It's really incredible, Ariel. You know, one thing that really caught our eye at your company that we really love is you have a work process. And the work process you've called the four-step sire process. And I really loved it. It's a closed loop, value-focused process uh, for each of your services. There's so many companies that have gotten so much great value from the process. For example, step number one is the survey and how you assess and evaluate uh, specific business situations and objectives for your clients. But let's talk about that a little bit because that's going to be very eye-opening to a lot of people watching the show, how you came up with this four-step process and why it's so impactful for the companies that you engage with. Well, I I definitely appreciate you spending the time learning more about our company, the SIRE process is definitely one that we're going to spend some time discussing and reviewing. I I think you touched on a, a really important issue and even answering your question in advance, which was, how did we start this process and come up with it was that we put together a great team, right? So our leadership team over here, this is not uh, Ariel Tavor that had thought of this whole process and can execute it by himself. It's uh, There's a lot of steps that come along with it and we definitely want to attribute it to our leadership team. Uh, they really help and put the infrastructure together. Our director of business consulting, capital markets, Keith Yagnick, really put that together. Um, he really put that infrastructure. Michael Kikos, our chief technology officer, he really has executed and shown leadership in how technology is impacting the full landscape of 
very specific growing industries. Um, and so that's really become important. And our director of risk management, Ariel Serber, has really been out there and speaking in the startup landscapes and inside of a lot of the area that really is focused on this future. And this is where we were really thinking about the, pro the, the process that's very important to companies as they go through different stages. And so when we're thinking about the earliest stage of this company, we really want to have a, a deep understanding of what their future looks like. And so when we start with them is that we're starting with the assessment and evaluation about their specific business situation. We really have to start over there. I mean, what we found was that in our early days, we would try to accomplish everything and that's just not possible. We, we cannot necessarily provide that as a service. We have an internal division where that's where we try to accomplish. Even at those times, our goal is to hire outside specialists. So we understand how important that is. And so we really want to assess what is the specific issue at hand. So we're trying to buy out a partner. We're trying to raise capital. We need to fix our pitch deck. We uh, need to retain our employees. We're looking to acquire another company. We're looking to sell our company. We're looking to create um, a new company that is going to invest in 10 different other companies. So they're, they're coming with issues, right? That, that's really what we need to understand. Let's stay focused. What is our scope of work? How can we support you with that? That's really important because that's gonna drive the success. What is the future of their company? And we really like working with our clients. The more they're successful, the more we continue to work with them. So we really like to have that symbiotic relationship. So that survey is really important early on. That second step, insights, really we need to understand what is going inside of your industry. We don't work with everybody. We're not everything to everybody. We work with very specific industries that we have in-depth knowledge on based on our experience. There's different people on our team that have a lot of different experience. Not everybody does everything. People specialize in, in the areas that they have understanding. And because we work together, we start to learn from each other as well. So that insight starts with who you're gonna work with on the team, that level of specialty. And at the same time, what you're going to also have is we're going to, we've invested in so many different platforms that are resources and technology and libraries and data collection that we're gonna have a lot more access, even you that have been in the industry for 10, 20 years, the areas that we focus on and specialize on financial and enterprise risk management technology, we will have more access to that larger information, not to change what you are already doing inside of your company. Now, our recommendations are really important. We work depending on how long we're working with you or how um, small or large a project is, that's when we're starting to tailor. That's our third stage. We're starting to work with you on what are some solutions. These solutions are not short-term. You putting together a board of directors is not a short-term issue. So it's not like you're working with us just for a week. We're working on months and months to help address all the different issues. And while we're doing that, we're dealing with a pandemic. So it's not, it's not necessarily that you don't want to accomplish a lot of your business goals. And we'll talk a lot about COVID-19 and the PPP impact, that's really been, step three has been crucial over there. And then step four is our execute, right? You need to actually get things done. And when you're dealing, let's say today with government institutions or trying to get financing, it's a long process. So there's a lot of people on the team that need to help out internally, externally to execute on the completion of the project. And so 
that's really where we try to chop it up into specific issues. Some will be, can be done very quickly. They're already kind of the regular execution. We need to put together a business plan, uh, need to execute on our pitch deck. Sometimes there are much larger issues that we're dealing with or new things, especially in the PPP and the COVID-19 age, we were watching the news and getting information as quickly as possible to keep our clients up to date while they were trying to keep their businesses alive. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. And the recommendation piece, your step number three, is something that's so important because you're, you and your team, and, and congratulations, by the way, for putting together such a world-class team. We, we've, we've taken a look at the, the team on the website. It's just filled with incredible people with great backgrounds and experience. It's really amazing. But what you and your team are able to do, Ariel, is you really tailor a customized strategy for your clients. And we really love that. And you give them an actionable plan for their future. So, so not only do you listen to them and you identify all these sort of unique competencies about the business and take a look at where they're at currently and what their value proposition is currently, but you then recommend to them uh, something that's going to give them long-term value. And what we really love, Ariel, about what you do is that you also help them execute um, and implement the strategy, which is absolutely incredible. So congratulations on doing that over at Lions Financial. It's really what we call the Lions Financial Difference. I love it so much. How much, Ariel, does, does um, corporate culture come into play? When you talk to companies can you feel the corporate culture? Can you feel what that's all about? And does that ever need to be changed? Or do you ever need to give them a strategy to change the corporate culture to get them to um, effectuate the strategies that you put into place? Well, I, I think here, once we start learning about a company um, and understanding where they are, we try to focus on where we are coming in. We're dealing with, they have other professionals in place and we try to identify where our space is for their business. And the space that we really look at is that we take into consideration for linked wealth management aspects for a business. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of resources for personal financial planning that is out there that's very available. There's a lot of different spaces that allow for the facilitation of information that's available for personal financial planning, where we've seen a lot of the business consulting, it's really stayed in the Fortune 500 level size companies, very large um, teams that are working on very big issues, getting into new countries, access to new marketplaces, new product lines, new technologies. And we're working with companies and we're dealing with them at the size that we're addressing some core issues that are fundamental there. And we come from a financial background, so we have to have an understanding of what is the financial objectives and what is the financial goals that are there. Those are fundamental. They are influenced and they have a lot of different perspectives from different groups of people that we deal with based on the different industries, whether you're in the automotives, whether you're venture backed, whether 
you are in the trucking industries, whether you're in logistics, in the, the marketing um, technology side, those financial models are not the same, especially when we work with the different assets, real estate assets, they become a different um, understandings for the company now, what we don't disregard is what is the organization who's part of that company? What is the size? What is the actual uh, group? What is their possibility? What is the statistical capability for them to reach different levels of growth based on our understanding of different successes that have happened within different industries? We, under, we also take into consideration their communication. What is the team's infrastructure that they have? How do they actually, what is the process that they go through? How do they make their sales? What is the actual uh, relationship between the different teams and divisions of those companies that are influencing the growth of those companies? That's very important in mergers and acquisitions. It becomes a whole different understanding when you're bringing uh, a company that is similar to yours, a competitor, a vertical acquisition. Those become uh, very crucial. And then technology, we really see that being the future for almost um, the new backbone or not even new anymore, but a fundamental backbone, how we are even handle the other three are based on technologies as well. Um, and so that becomes, those become really crucial factors. And when we look at those things, we don't see that everywhere. We understand that people have different areas of specialties. We understand that there's um, the professional space that allows for a lot of the financial planning, but businesses today, a lot of them are do it yourself and grow um, and learn from other entrepreneurs, which is great. Uh, but we have seen a space that it is important to put some baseline infrastructure to support your team and have some people on the team there that can give you some perspective. And we really appreciate dealing with so many different people from leadership because we really learn a lot more about those industries and have a deeper understanding. And you don't get lost in your own perspective when you understand what the needs are of those other businesses. Ariel, I love it so much. You know, it's remarkable what you and your team are able to do. You take into consideration all four of these inextricably linked wealth management aspects for people's companies. It makes all the sense in the world using your work process at Lions Financial. Let's talk a little bit about this incredible offer that you have on the website. I and mean, I can't even believe that you're able to offer this 30 minute free consultation for companies that reach out to you. I mean, you're dealing with international companies. Your, your roster is filled with very important companies and you're doing so much great work with everyone uh, at the company at, at Lions Financial. Uh, what does that 30-minute consultation look like? If I'm a small to medium-sized business and I, I want to reach out to you, Ariel, and your team, what does that 30 minutes look like uh, that you provide uh, on the website uh, for a free consultation? It's absolutely remarkable. You know, I'm surprised you have any time in the day left to help your paying customers because so many people want to reach out to you and get some of that Ariel Tavor mind of yours. So I would say that probably 90% plus of our customers are referral based as it is. Um, our digital presence, it's, it's there to have a level of security for people to feel comfortable and know who they're dealing with. It's probably not the most search items when you do a search engine optimization. Uh, these type of things that people are dealing with businesses are really at the executive level. 
It's not discussed and just Googled all the time so simply, and they're dealing with very specific issues at different times. And so I think that there's an element over here that we do want to bring some new people into our uh, customer marketplace. We do like working with new companies. Um, there is a much larger commitment that we work over a period of time with our existing customers, but it's also cyclical at time as we're working with them. So we see different initiatives. We had a few new customers come in through the PPP initiative. That's become a very important area as we've been dealing with COVID-19. And now thankfully we're at least in the US in a more positive area as we grow for the future. We were dealing with a lot of issues at that time with companies that needed to survive. They needed to pay for payroll. They needed to keep staff. They were essential businesses. They needed to get their products uh, moving along and still have enough money for the financing and dealing with government entities for requesting the different loans and putting together their payroll reports, putting together their tax documents, working together with their bank. So it's a lot of orchestration and also dealing with our side, having our leadership um, pay attention and listen to direct rules and regulations coming out of the SBA, focusing on companies, helping them get those financing that they needed in these uh, during these times. So we, we were heavily focused. Um, we, tr we try to manage our time appropriately. Um, I think here it's great to have some, a new person that comes in half an hour is, I mean, it's, it's a good introduction time. We prefer it over an excessive line of marketing. I think that it's really just a, an idea. Do we work for you? Is this a, a, a good business model for you right now? We do try to work a lot with our existing customers. And also we have a lot of time spent on our, our, our investment arm that if we're not necessarily just dealing with the client solve issues, we're dealing with our own investments and looking at that line of business and trying to look at the cycles and focus on that part of our business. So we try to have a level of balance and different people on the team have uh, different areas of specialty. I love it. And it makes sense that most of your business comes through referrals. You do great work. C-level executives like to share the great work that companies are doing for them. They share that information. You're doing you know, such great work um, facilitating the implementation of, of, of what your offering is. Uh, really, really phenomenal what you're doing as, as a full service firm like you are. Let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, Ariel, because I've been thinking about these questions, you know, for a number of weeks leading up to this. And obviously, it's easy to listen to you. And, you know, a younger entrepreneur may be saying to themselves, wow, you know, this, this is some heady stuff here. This, this is a guy that knows what he's doing. He's on it. He's got his four-step implement, implementation plan, the SIRE process. You know, he's got a great team that he surrounded himself with. You know, he, he understands wealth management. He understands the work process very well. And they might be saying to themselves, did, this, did, did Ariel ever have a problem? Like, did he ever have a pothole in the road or did he ever have an obstacle that he had to come across? So maybe for the younger entrepreneurs, Ariel, you could share with them maybe some insight uh, uh, about when they hit a pothole in the road or, you know, maybe they get a roadblock in their business that they're having a tough time with. Maybe they freak out a little bit because they don't know how to handle, you know, sort of that, that, that disruption or that 
that uh, that pothole. They don't know how to work it through. And that maybe they start thinking to themselves, you know, maybe I need to doubt myself a little bit. And we never want entrepreneurs to do that. Maybe you could provide them some insight as a fellow entrepreneur on how to get through those tough times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, number one is a recognition that it happens across the board. Uh, I mean, I think that even in our work setup and our workplace settings, we try to, to put our best out there as much as possible, but everybody goes through several challenges and cycles. We deal with it, I would say, on a daily basis. Um, so it is, I think, good for us to spend time here to recognize that there are some successes along the way, but it is a lot of challenges that you're dealing with that you're going to overcome. That you, you, you really want to spend time focused on those parts of the business that are very crucial to the future that you need to accomplish, to pay attention to those parts that are going to help you succeed. There are going to be a lot of parts of business that you need to have people on your team. You, um, We have our leadership team, but we work with a lot of great external parties as well. We, It's very important that you have those specialists as part of your team. It's crucial, I would say. Uh, those people will support you during challenging times. Those people will explain the things that you need to do. Um, those people will be, it's part of their business to be supportive for your business to be successful. We help uh, on our side, we see it ourselves, but we help when CEOs are very challenged. We're going to help them and talk to them about what they need accomplished or overwhelmed. And I would say that I also become overwhelmed. You look at a very large checklist that you need to get done. It seems like it's a never ending process. And sometimes you feel like you didn't spend your time on the right thing. You didn't necessarily have the time to organize what needed to be done first or didn't have somebody to tell you this is how things should be done. I think that's one of the biggest challenges is that there isn't always somebody to tell you what is the process or what needs to be done next. Um, I have a lot of people that are very supportive and that helps me get to the next stage by them working with them along the way, having an idea, them starting to execute on that idea and then for me to start refining it. But that process is challenging to not be able to just get something done completely quickly. Also, when you're used to, let's say, something having been done uh, quickly beforehand or you have to adopt to new ways, it becomes very challenging and you don't want to disregard um, the, the kind of the aspect that I had been with large institutions before. So it's, there's kind of the, the, the benefit in the workplace of being part of a large institution and participating in that large environment, depending on kind of the quality of the workspace. Um, and so you kind of look at that difference where there is a lot of challenges between entrepreneurship and, um, and working in a large institution. And I really wouldn't discount how important it is to also work in other institutions, not to just kind of, there are some good stories that people jump and have a great thing and they work on, but you don't see how many people have failed and have to restructure themselves. And we've also failed a lot and have to restructure ourselves. Um, there's a lot of different uh, changes that we've had to do along the way from learning, from not making revenue, from overspending, from, uh, I mean, there's tons of different, I would kind of say we've had at times more failures than many people have even tried to do business opportunities from the different things that we've invested in and different people that we've worked with. So we try a lot and it comes with its challenges. And the more you're going to try, you're not necessarily going to be successful at it all the time. And also there's a time to leave things. 
we've learned our lessons just we don't know this we're never going to know this you can't know everything you have to kind of humble yourself where you respect the specialty of other people and what they do is very valuable and those people have committed themselves to those lines of business and yet and you have to have an understanding to that just because you have an outside idea doesn't mean that you understand how important and valuable those ideas are so it is important to you see a lot of successful entrepreneurs also have a good experience behind that so you don't want to discount the value of education of learning um, from people that are running large institutions and very successful models those large corporations are running very successful models Ariel, that makes all of the sense in the world. I love the advice for the younger entrepreneurs. Surround yourself with experts. Find yourself some mentors. Know that if you're not finding potholes in the road, you're not pushing hard enough. All entrepreneurs have obstacles. As Ariel says, he sees it all the time with his clients. And even him and I as an entrepreneur, we find that there are potholes in the road. And you're going to find them and move around them. And if you have to pivot, you pivot. And you have to change, you change. But keep on pushing through and know that you're not alone because all entrepreneurs have these types of things. And that really leads to greatness. If you're not having some challenges, if you're not having some potholes, if you're not having some roadblocks, then you're just not pushing hard enough. So it's really a blessing in disguise when you get those opportunities to become better. I call them mini MBA events because when you're on the front lines, Ariel, as you and I know as an entrepreneur, if you're not having challenges to get around, you're not having those mini MBA events. They, I could call them mini Harvard MBA events because at the Harvard, Harvard Business School, the teachers are trying to teach the students what, how to get around the potholes and they're learning it in, in, in an environment that's a classroom. Well, entrepreneurs watching the show, we're learning it on the front lines and it's a lot better to learn it on the front lines and get through it than learning it in a classroom. So Ariel, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show today. You know, what you're doing at Lions Financial with the Lions Financial Difference is absolutely incredible. I love it so much. You're helping so many companies. The four-step sire process that you've been able to uh, discover with you and your team makes all the sense in the world. I love the closed loop idea. It's a value-focused process uh, that really highlights the services that you have at Lions Financial. And it's such a great way to, to improve the companies that work with you. I know that most of your business comes through referrals and testimonials, and it's absolutely incredible. Your, your, your retention rate for keeping companies is, is incredible. Everybody, once they sort of understand the way your process works, they stay with you and they don't want to leave you. And that's really a testament to what you're doing at the company. And more importantly, your corporate culture and the way in which you've been able to surround yourself with really the best of the best. And I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been a true delight to have you. I know you've only cut out a certain amount of time and I've kept you way over your time, so pardon me. But Ariel, thank you so much for coming on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Thank you, Andy. I hope to see you again and it's always a pleasure and look forward. Thank you very much.